The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi guys, it's Jordan from the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. On my show, we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, motherhood, channeling, healing, and so much more. A few years ago, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease and the healing journey I embarked on at that time set me on the path to radical awakening. Let's just say I had no choice but to change my energy and that opened me up to the most beautiful healing of my life. On my show, you can expect to feel like you're sitting in my living room chatting with old friends. Tune in every Wednesday to connect and hang on the Balanced Bond Soul on Fire. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I am Taylor, and hanging out with me right now is the one and only Shannon Ford. Hey, girl, fucking hey. Hey, girl, hey. Oh, my God. I've been dying to say that, really. We did a pod swap. Yes. So I want you guys to understand that, like, the um, jiving that you're hearing is, like, it, like I just want them to know, like, we're already best friends no, as far as I'm concerned. You're right, because you know what? That would be a bit dishonest if they just listen to this podcast, which is going to be the most phenomenal thing ever. And they're like, oh, my God, you guys hit it off like you couldn't even imagine. We already have had one hour of getting to know and love each other, so. But it was spectacular. It was fantastic. So, they like, this is part two, but it's part one. This is the post-coital podcast. You got it. We're smoking a cigarette in yes, bed. Yes, We're having a glass of Sunsare. Yeah, oh, man. I would love it. A glass of alcohol right now. Me too. Since they're not being in the city, it would be probable for me to live here. Because let's drink I'm, all the alcohol. Okay, let's do that when we leave here. I mean, I do drink all the alcohol. So do I. Wait, did you do dry January? Who does it? Ew, gross. That's for losers. And I'm sorry. And I'm gonna say it. And I feel like for whatever reason, the word loser is so triggering <gasps> to losers. Wait, can I tell you something? I might be a loser because whenever I say loser to people, I go. By the way, there's no meaner compliment than calling someone a loser, and you're a loser. And I'm like, why is it the meanest compliment ever? A loser? Like, that is such, like, playground shit. But for some reason, I'm like, whoa. People, like, lose their minds whenever you say loser. Yeah, but you're right to losers. It's such losery. It is. It is a loser behavior. Try January. I mean, being sober is not losery. I want to be very clear. But drinking and then taking January off is fucking stupid. Well, here's my thing. I think do dry January. That's fine. Whatever you want to do. Listen, my uh, fiance did it, but he's, like, a health nut. So, like, I'm like, like, also, you already do this. So don't act like you're doing it now. Like, you already do this shit. But, But I will say... Doing dry January and not shutting the fuck up about doing dry January is the same thing as being a vegan and not shutting the fuck up about being a it's vegan. It's so annoying. Like if you do dry January, stop going out and telling everyone, sorry, I'm doing dry January. Like we like shut the fuck up, stay home, stay home. It, like we also we don't care. Like everyone's sober curious these days. Like you don't have to tell yeah. me you're doing dry January. Just don't drink, bitch. Yeah, it's the statement that really pisses me off. Yeah, proclamation. It's the proclamation. I don't need it. I don't, I don't want need, it. I don't need it either. No, thank you. So we should drink after this. We should. I'm so down to drink. Wait, okay. do you want to hang out with me after this? I have literally nothing else to do and I would love nothing more. <laughs> Good. But not my, because I have nothing else to do, but I also just want you to know my schedule You're like, is I have cleared. nothing to do. I am just like you a loser today. So let's It's cleared. Let's hang out. <gasps> what should we do? What should we do? Wait, um, where I feel are like we? we're both tastemakers. We are. What does that mean? I don't know. Like influencer tastemaker. It's like people like, or what are you wearing? Where do you like to travel to? Where do you like to eat? Oh, okay. Yeah. So what should we, you know what is so frustrating for me? Um, the fact that I pretended to live in New York for a year and I really just paid for an overpriced apartment in Soho. Fraudulent living in New York. Couldn't agree more. She never did it. She never did it. Do we have receipts, timelines, nothing? (laughs) For real. How long, like, I, so your apartment, by the way, 
so fucking sick. It was one of the worst financial decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, I can't recommend it less. And here is the thing, guys. I I did the math. I can't speak on it too much because it makes me physically ill. But I did the math. And like I stayed in my apartment in New York that I rented for a year at $7,000 a month for a year. I stayed in it for, um, I think, a combined, a combined 42 days. No. Yes. No. The answer is yes. That is disgusting. Oh my God. It's so crazy. I was so dickmatized by my current fiance. Yep. He does still have me in his dick grasp. <laughs> and like, I really did like, I met him. He was in London. I was in Nashville. New York was like a blip on my radar. I was like $7,000. Never heard of her. Don't care. And my mom was like, this is bad. And I was Wait, like, I, I should have just broke the lease, but I didn't want to give up. I have a question. And this is naughty. So you don't have to answer it. But okay. like, I love to count people's money the way. I want to get in your fucking bank account. Yeah, please do I have a Like I told you, I literally spent all of my money. I'm new money. I told you, look at my outfit. We're on Canal Street. They're like, purses, purses, purses. I'm like, why are they yelling at me so much? Bitch, look what I'm wearing. I've got like fucking <laughs> metallic nails in my fucking shirts. Like Fendi, Fendi, Fendi. Like I am yep. such a new money hoe. I love I it. grew up in a double wide in South Carolina. Yep. My parents still live in it. It's fabulous. They've added a like actually extended porch. So from the back end, it kind of looks like more of like a house, but from the front, it'd be trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a trailer. And so, um, love my life. I had the best childhood ever. I did not know I was not really well off. I thought we were so fucking rich. Like I literally did not get it. One day, some girls told me that I lived in a double wide and I was like, mom, get a load of this <laughs> Rachel. So we live in a trailer. And my mom was like, well, she wasn't being very nice, but we do. And I was like, what the fuck? We live in a trailer. <laughs> I'm fucking like, dead. What? And my podcast listeners will be like, you tell the story all the time. But like, really, like I had such a beautiful, like blessed life. But anyways, I am such a new money hoe that when I started making money, I was like, oh my God, I have to spend this on all of the things. All the things. Like I have spent all my money on things and I have nothing to show for it. And if I had- I don't believe it. I feel like you're so savvy. You have to, like, you have no savings? No, I have savings. But here's the thing. I just, all I always believe in like, anytime I go see a psychic or anything, I'm like, first of all, money's never going to be a problem for me, right? And they're always like, yeah, that's you spot on and it never will be like for real. I truly believe that money is ever flowing to me. Like it's always going to come. It's always like money isn't real. Like I just don't think it's real. And like I monopoly. I'm also my edge. I have up on people is I don't fucking care if I ever go broke again. I was broken. I was having the time of my life. That is so that's my edge. Powerful <laughs> statement I've ever heard. That's the energy for 2024. Like so I don't care. Like I can do it. I'm I can, having a therapy session. I'm just really okay. Like I'll be okay. So my dad. Okay. My dad. And again, listeners are like, we fucking know my dad is a doctor. <laughs> he it. went to Harvard, but he was like the first in his family to go to college. Love. So like, just like prodigy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's giving amazing. prodigy. It's giving, it's giving privileged on your behalf. But it's going. giving virgin. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Wait, she was like, my dad was a virgin. I swear he's not lying. I swear. And I was like, tell me about your dad. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, okay, He sounds like a fucking nerd. <laughs> not hard to be a virgin. Total nerd. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I believe him. <laughs> I believe him. So I grew up though with like, he was so successful, but we also grew up in like in a super bougie town where like there's always so much wealth. So I didn't feel like I drove like you felt like the like the least rich rich people. You got it. So like I remember this kid dropped me off at my parents' house one day and he was like, uh, this is what he said. I thought your dad was a doctor. <gasps> Ted Lubitz, real name. I'll never, I'll never forget you. I was so Rose. mad at him. That is really rude. That's Rachel behavior. <laughs> You live in a trailer. I was They're like, no, I don't, marry bitch. Fucking little bitches. <laughs> they are probably fucking married. Oh, and she told me Joe Boxer's from Kmart. And I was like, no, it's not. Do you remember the brand Joe Boxer? Smiley yes. face, Kmart. Yes. yes. Look, by the way, owned so much of it. I went home, I go, is this from Kmart? <laughs> and my mom was like, now Joe Boxer is a nice <laughs> friend. And I was like, you're ruining my life. <laughs> 
You are ruining my life. What a snob, Rachel. I know. Like everyone in Gilbert, South Carolina basically grew up in a trailer. So I don't know what she was on about, but oh anyways, my God, wait right. they're probably married. Rachel must be so obsessed with your life now. <laughs> Imagine. You are human karma for Rachel. Listen, she said, wow, she really does wear the Fendi tracksuit over and Can over again. Can we do a deep dive on Rachel? I would love to sleuth on Rachel. Let's do it. Uh, we go get a drink. I, I wish her well, but I'm sure she's not doing. So I grew up in a house that it was like my dad, he passed his money trauma onto me. He grew up with like, I mean, he grew up definitely, I would say low middle class. I don't know, maybe okay. four. I'm really not sure about parents. I don't really, I don't really know. know how to categorize myself. Cause like, you know, you always get the people that were like, Oh my God, Shannon, you, you did not grow up poor. And I'm like, well, sure. I was not poverty stricken, but like, right. like, but I'm allowed to live my truth. Okay. Anyways. But so he is like, my dad has such fear about money and it would like make me sad. to be like, dad, you're so successful. Like I'm so sad that you can't enjoy it. Cause I grew up with a great life. Like I'm, and now I'm literally, you're like that. I'm, I'm repeating it. I'm it's wild the cycle. And I agree with you. I think that like when you treat money, like it's, um, what's the word abundant, I think it just keeps flowing to you. It's like the secret. If you think negative thoughts, but get negative thoughts, yeah. positive, positive. Yeah. I also just like, I'm not a idiot. Like people love like the favorite thing on the internet. And I don't know if you ever get this, probably not because you actually were a really successful radio host and you had like so much going for you. Well, I, I didn't make fucking shit when I was in Syria. But like you have such talent. Do you know what I mean? Like you I was talent. Well, thank you for saying that. You're but welcome. I was also just like from the outsider looking in, I was on a reality TV show and then I became an influencer. Right. Like bada bing, bada boom. Boom, this is basic bitch. Ready? It me. So, okay. so because of that, because of that, I think a lot of people love to be like, what would you do when the internet ended? What would you do when they have Instagram ended? And I was like, I'd get a fucking job. What do you mean? What do you mean? What happened in COVID when all the fucking teachers and nurses got right. laid off? Like they, right. when they had to figure it out or the government helped them. I don't know. What, whatever. I, I don't know. I would figure it out. I'm not an imbecile. Wow. Like I had jobs before this. Like I would get a job. Like right. would I be buying all the Fendi tracksuits? Probably not. Should I stop buying them now? Cause they're a bit much. Yeah. Probably also that, but like, do you know what I mean? I yep. just, I don't You're like so. when people tell me like, oh, what would you do Shannon? I'm like, I would go into sales. I'm really good at selling shit. Obviously I'm an influencer. Like, I don't know. I'd sell used cars. Like I could sell a fucking I, ketchup this, popsicle to a woman wearing white gloves. I could do it. This is the secret. This is a secret because when you're not scared, you fucking thrive. Yeah. And when you're fear-based, you fucking blow. And that's scared, me. Scared money. Don't make no money, bitch. Girl, I'm going to say parts of my birthday. Fuck it. Yeah. Why wouldn't Fuck you? Fuck Tulum. Fuck Tulum. Oh my God. But we're only going to be this hot and this skinny for so long. Go to fucking St. Bart's for your birthday. I'm going. It's done. I also have a fuck ton of points. There. Okay. See, it's giving scared energy, but <laughs> use your points. No points should be used. You know what? I hoard my points. It's so weird. I have like four. My mom one time goes, you have like 4 million points. And I was like, I know. And I go, because I'm trying to use it on one big item. She was I get like, it, but she was like, like, no. On what? Oh a Tesla? God, you have like, you have points poverty. You have fear about points. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, but they're all there. I don't want to lose them. She's like, it's literally what they're for. I'm like, they roll over. <laughs> I'm going to try to Shannon Ford, the money energy uh, for 2024, because my wife kind of is like that. And she gets so frustrated with me. Like she's like, stop being so. Like, and you know what? Based. You all married them because my fiance, James, he, he grew up with money and he grew up with a financial advice, like not a financial advisor is not his, his dad's like a financial genius. Yeah. He is an investment banker. He's like all Ugh. the things. So like, Oh my God, hedge funds. I love James funds. gets so frustrated. Couldn't even tell you what one is. James gets so frustrated whenever I, do things. And I'm like, Hey, 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 look, look at me. Look at me. Yeah. Money is, he's like ever flowing to us, but we gotta be smarter. And I was like, no, we just have to live our lives. Like we don't just like go like money. We don't go buy tables at freaking right. wherever clubs. Like we right. just like, I don't know. Like I just want our house to be beautiful. I want us to live every day in a house that we love. I want us to like take a trip that we really want to go on yeah. and eat the food we want to eat. This episode of taste of Taylor is brought to you by truly hard seltzer. 
Honey, if there's one thing my friends and I love doing on the weekends and during the week, if I'm totally being honest here, it's an ice cold hard seltzer. But let's get real. The usual packs and flavors are more dull than this season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I cannot believe we still don't know about Kyle and Morgan. Whatever, I digress. But that's why I'm so excited that Truly is shaking things up with their new party pack. Who doesn't love a party? Truly believes life can be more refreshing when we can be real, let loose, embrace imperfection, and allow ourselves to be free from convention. Truly Hard Seltzer's new party pack has a flavor for everyone, making it perfect for you and your friends. With four fan favorites, including brand new raspberry. Mm, She loves raspberry. It's got a little something for everybody. Bring it to wine night, bring it to book club, bring it to the gym. Okay, maybe not the gym, but like you get the idea. The point is with this new pack, there's nowhere you can't bring the party. And the best part, each flavor is super light, crazy refreshing and made with real fruit juice. And with only 5% ABV, 100 calories and one gram of sugar in each can, Truly is the perfect drink to keep you on track with your New Year's resolution. To find Truly Hard Seltzer near you, go to trulyheartseltzer.com slash locations. That's trulyheartseltzer.com slash locations. Truly Hard Seltzer. Keep it light. Truly Hard Seltzer, beverage company, Boston, Massachusetts. Please drink responsibly. And now back to the podcast. How did you get from where you grew up to like to this financial place? Um, secrets of your ways. Oh, I mean, I, well, okay. Well, back to me saying I've spent all my money on things. Right. I bought a house last year and that was, that was bad because I was like, first of all, I'm an influencer. So like every bank is like, you don't have a real job. You're a stripper. And I'm like, <laughs> damn it. You're right. And so like, no one believes you and it's not consistent. Yep. Like my bank shows me making so much money. Right. Cause right. like Sly, I make money, but like, girl, but, yes. but like it shows this, but like one, it's also showing me spend it so much, but two, it, it shows it so inconsistently. So like, how did she make right this amount that then, month, this amount this month. And they're, and they're never so, so far off from each other, but it's simply not a consistent pay stub. Yes. And I'm like, but look, I made more money each year than I did the last. That's great. Right. right. That's great. Right. And like, they're like, yeah, but so it's not consistent. Backwards. It's just not consistent. Cause you can get fired from your corporate jo- job and snap of a finger. It's yeah. actually probably easier to get fired from a job where you work for a company than if you're self-employed like we are. Yeah. We only just have to get canceled, which could also happen pretty easily for me, but you know what? Anyways, no I'm one else. I also have to get canceled. Thank God. I also believe. believe that like you, no one can cancel you. You have to like, I know people have said, this is not me being like really prophetic. Like people have said this before, but like, you can't really, you have to decide that you're canceled. You have to go into hiding. Yes. You have to delete yourself from the internet. Yes. You have to do all these things like real life. Like we can't go around just deleting people. Like no. they're, they're still here. And everybody I know that has been like canceled. They come back. They're back. Everyone's back. We're all so, back. So canceling is fraudulent. It's the comeback tour. So yeah, I mean, I, I, it was really hard for me to buy a house. Also, I was like, my mom, I'm like so transparent with my parents. So like my mom always tells me this stuff, but there was one point where she was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why don't you have what, what's, is that all your savings? And I was like, yes. And she goes, you can absolutely buy the house of your dreams with that. But honey, I'm going to, there should be more in there. And I was like, I know, cause she knows how much I make and I'll call her when I get a big deal. Like, Oh my God, this deal is for X amount of money. Right. So she's like, so where would you tell me, remember you said you did that deal with that? Where does that go? I was like, jet ski. 
bought I'm, the jet skis. Remember I bought dead. the two jet skis? And she's like, right, you bought the two jet skis. Got it. She's like, where did the, but you remember you made this big deal from, I'm like, pontoon, bought the pontoon. She's <laughs> like, that boat. she was like, me too. Love that but you pontoon. know what I mean? Like I, it, like I always buying a house and you should buy a house when you get to like the, the place I'm in my career, I should have bought a house and it should have been no big thing, baby. Like I was just buying my first home. It should have been okay. But instead I was like, oh my fucking God, I'm having to pour my savings. But then I just like really did just save all. I was like, no more buying purses. And it's funny, you go a year without buying purses and you're like, who fucking even needs purses? Girl, you know how I feel about finance. Like, like, why am I like, why am I even buying this bullshit? Like none of this is real, but I do love it. you have a certain amount, you're like, what the fuck? Like, oh, and I, I have mean, too much. Oh my God, I have too much. And it's so How many? I, I, I mean, like so many. Like You have to guesstimate for me. Like, like designer purses, like really nice designer purses. Yes. 25, 30, like that's like, it's, it's that's a fucking crazy. lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I remember, um, okay. So Shannon and I literally just met today. We did, but this has been a long fucking but Welcome to my financial portfolio. <laughs> I know. Can you even, am I like the rudest person on the face of the planet? No, no, no. I went on Jason Tardik's podcast where he like literally has a finance podcast and he like asks like, how much money did you make here? And I was like, I'm not telling you. Oh, just so you know, this is a financial podcast. I wait, I, do you know that I say that on my podcast all the time? And it, I say it so much. It's like a little inside joke on my podcast. I'm like, everybody knows this is a finance podcast. Cause I give the worst finance advice ever. And, um, I started getting picked up. I don't know if it's AI or the bots, but I've started my mom. Cause because my mom is the most precious person ever. She gets Google alerts for me. And she goes, you have started popping up on finance financial based Stop like, it. um, like reports no. on like podcasts to listen to finance. She was like, obviously someone's not doing their homework. Right. And then they're like telling, and I'm like talking about like, I don't know, like Justin Bieber's pubes and they're like, listen to this fucking finance podcast because I say it so much on my podcast. I cannot. This is a finance podcast. This is a finance podcast. So I, I feel like I found you. I definitely watched you on TV for sure. Okay. Love. And then, but like in the recesses of my brain, there's so much reality TV in my head. Do you know what I mean? No, you have so much. I couldn't tell you storyline per se, but I can tell you general things. That's fine. Storyline, okay. I was a villain. It was fine. But I definitely feel like I probably started following you when Claudia and you became friends because I'm yes. competitive and I'm like territorial. <laughs> I was like, who is this gorgeous thin bitch Stop. coming from my friends? Stop it. So how long have you known Claudia for? So anyways, tell me about Claudia. <laughs> When's the last time you FaceTime Claudia? Um, no, it's so funny. I love Claudia so much and I feel just honored and privileged to even when she calls me, I'm like, well, she's going to be somewhere. How cool. Me too. And I'm I never still like, I posted the other day. I was like, I get such, you guys don't even understand the fucking dopamine hit that I get when they talk about me on the toast. I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, fuck oh you. my God. Isn't it the <laughs> No, it's like such a hit. Like and the toasters are such a vibe. They're so nice. And like, I've done every drug you can do and it really does kind of feel like a drug. <laughs> so I'm like, love. Um, you, I've known her. Where did I meet her? I met her. They, they were inviting me like to the spritz events and stuff. Yes. And, um, I followed her sister first. Oh, cause you fraudulently moved to New York. Cause I fraudulently moved to New York. But before I fraudulently moved to New York, Jackie, I was in New York just visiting and Jackie said something like precious. Like we should go. I met Jackie way before I met Claudia. No fucking shit. Yeah. And then I met Margo before I met Claudia. I'm deceased. Um, yeah. And I met Jackie and we went to, um, Bergdorf's cause of course we did. And we oh. had a little lunch and it was great and fabulous. And she was like booked and busy. I remember because I'm such a girl that's like, you like, what do you doing after this let's just keep hanging out right like I I promise I have social cues and I don't really bother people that much but like if I can pick up on the energy I'm like let's keep hanging out exactly <laughs> and so anyway she was like oh I've got to gotta run and I was like oh she has she has things to do but she has bebes and things now so I met her and then we all just started following each other I think maybe and then when I fraudulently moved to New York I um 
hung out with Margot and like the influencer scene kind of vibes but yes. I just Margot was just always so sweet always including she, me and stuff it was so her. nice because I was like I don't know what the fuck to do here like what and then like you know like I'm sorry but bitches in New York are not the same as bitches in the south so yeah. like mm-hmm. I needed someone to pull me in because ain't no one was tossing yeah, out the invite card New Yorkers are friendly when you are in well yeah but, but like it's definitely they didn't like, know me I don't yeah it's hard to like break into I feel like maybe groups yeah like I think it doesn't the saying go or like the concept is that girls in LA are are like like kind of like they'll be nice like to your face but yep. not nice behind your back whereas yep. like New Yorkers are like mean to your face but yep. like if they actually love you they're like they won't they'll do anything for True you blue loyal yeah yeah yes. yeah yes um it's giving like firefighter yeah so so anyways we we met at Serena Kerrigan's birthday party. I'll never forget. I was like in the bathroom and I heard, is that Shannon Ford? And I like yeah. turned around and I was like, oh, hi. And she was like, Shannon, yo, come here. And she's like sucking our vape. She's, she's like obsessed with you. No, she was great. And then that night is where our friendship blossomed because she was like, there was like temporary tattoos of Serena's face everywhere. And she always has like blowout big birthday parties. And like, she got like a temporary tattoo and I was wearing this really slutty, like fabulous backless dress that like went down to my butt crack basically. And she's like, let me tattoo your ass and I was like me I was like okay anything <laughs> and she was pouring water down my asshole because like I was like Claudia have you ever fucking put on a temporary tattoo before like you literally like wet something to put on top of it she was just a, there's really funny pictures of us like it, it just became like it was great it was just like immediately we were friends and then we started hanging out as friends do and then I think I came on the toast and you came on the toast that was it that's when you were on my radar and I remember you guys went to Chanel you went to lunch and then Chanel okay, and I was yes. triggered okay and here's why dead dead so I I'm competitive as fuck, but like, I'm also not, cause we're talking in the car, right? I'm very like gentle and empathetic, but I'm also kind of competitive. I do not get that energy from you. So competitive? I, yeah, I think I'm just like, um, like in a mean way now, but I'm not, you know what the good, th- the thing about me, not me is that I am competitive, but I never like, I'm not somebody that gets jealous and then like projects my jealousy onto other people. I like just self-punish with the jealousy. Yeah. You just like compartmentalize all the jealousy to yourself. You're like, fuck. <laughs> or remember when you asked me who I like, um, sleuthed on? Yeah, yeah. You. <gasps> and what did you say it on my podcast then? I how, so, how deep did you go? So, well, just follow. I mean, that's as deep as I go. <laughs> that's not sleuthing. That's supporting. Okay, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but Claudia and I went out to lunch together after the toast. Yeah. Like, months before you guys had, okay? Okay. And we got wasted. And then we went to her friend Abe's apartment. But she had said to me on the way, we're toasty. Let's go to Chanel. And I said, bitch, I have a fake Bottega on me right now. I can't, a bitch can't go into a designer store. That's hilarious. I'm, I'm mortified. So we didn't go. And also I was like, I'm bad. I'm like psycho about money. Right. So I'm like, oh, Chanel, Yeah, you have man. to release So this. I said, no. And we went to Abe's instead and we drank more. Well, let me tell you something. I went on the toast with her and we were friends then, but not like friends like we are now, obviously. Right, and right. I think we decided to go to Chanel and, but it wasn't like, we, like that sounds like, a, now that I, cause I love Abe. I know Abe. I love, Ugh. like me and Claudia weren't getting fucking swasted together. I probably was behind your back. I was probably like another glass of champagne, Manzor. Like, please, please, please. But like I, ours was very much like, should we pop into Bergdorf's? Oh, should we grab one? And then I just like bought everything that you know what I bought the purse that I got here I bought that oh I love that yeah, Chanel me too. fabulous me too so I I'd like in some earrings I think but anyways I the, ours was like and then afterwards we'd be like bye you like kept hanging out with her and got wasted that's way more friend material oh my god thank you so she, much she like got an Uber and was like see ya I know but I was just like oh my god they went to Chanel like that's so bonding that's so special that was special and I'll always remember that Chanel like you know what that's what I bought with Claudia Claudia has been telling me that I'm a better friend than you lately <laughs> It's actually not funny, and I'm not Imagine. laughing. Imagine. I know I have a pit. Triggered. <laughs> For real? No, you sociopath. 
You're literally this might crazy. Be the most honest podcast I've ever. No, done I called. Life. I called Claudia and said, "Hey, I'm in New York. Who should I podcast with me? Always like you. I'm using and abusing Claudia, and I know she does not have the time. Same. Claudia is so sweet. She always makes time she's for so me. Sweet. But like, I am very aware that she's busy and probably is like, oh my god, Shannon. Like, I'm okay. I'm staying at the Bowery for two days, but I'm only staying there for two days. Should I extend there for two days or stay somewhere else? She's like, oh my god, fucking Google it. I don't know. <laughs> like, where do you think I sit? She's like, stay at the Bowery. I'm like, okay. Um, but. But I was like, who should I podcast with? And she was like, have you not podcasted with Taylor Strecker? I said, no. She goes, oh my God, she only sings your praises. Do you oh, need an ego boost? I'll give it to you. She, she is friend. obsessed with you. Same with you. She's really such a fucking ride or die. She is. I agree. She's amazing. This is the Claudia podcast. We all just need a little pat on the back from Claudia. Where is that bitch? Literally. She just needs to remind us. So I was obsessed and watch you guys buy bags and I was a little bit jealous, but whatever. And then I was like, oh my God, Shannon's everything in the world. And she like the fashions, Shannon, the fashions. I'm just, I'm so obsessed, but also the body with the fashion. Wow. Thank you so much. What does it feel like to walk around in a bikini? And I'm asking you, cause I know you're the kind of bitch that will tell me the truth. You will. Like for real. Oh, 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 that was the question. What does it feel like to walk around? What does it feel like to be in your body? I don't. I, I, like when no, you put a bathing suit on, are you like? I'm a yes. I'm uh, a big whole piece girl. Whole piece, one piece. Like yes. I love a one piece. I love a whole piece. If I'm left whole straight piece. Parking. Whole piece. Wait, I think I call them that. Whole pieces. Okay, I actually think I do. And then I heard how crazy it sounded, but I think I call them that. Whole piece. <laughs> um, I, I, if I'm going on a boat with people, I love to have fun. I love to drink. I love to drink. So like if I'm going on a big boat excursion where all these bitches I know are taking photos, I am never wearing a bikini. Like like when, like okay. I will always put on a one piece because like I want to live my life and have fun and not look back and be like, oh my God, because everyone can look bad from a certain angle. So like, I don't know, like I have my days, you know, but like if I'm like posed and ready and it's the morning and yes. I put on a bikini I feel nice okay when was the last outfit that you wore that you were like oh my outfit because I I'm not joking like that from outside looking in it just looks like you just must like walk around glowing all day I put bad shit together all the time I you know what so I have live shows I'll always plug yes. I have <laughs> I have live shows and yes. I I don't I wish I did that thing Claudia did I asked my producer in the beginning like should I do this my tour manager was like it doesn't seem very you but for consistency you could you know how Claudia wears the same outfit for all of her tours I did that when smart, I was smart smart it, makes, it just makes life so much easy first tour I only had one outfit so it's a little stinky yeah 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 right right but I was always like PJs there or like like sweats there and then like outfit put it on get off the second I get off stage in confessionals and reality TV shows they make you wear the same outfits and they're so afraid you're gonna lose it that they keep it there no. but you're in a fucking dungeon and they're like making you cry laugh cry laugh talk shit laugh cry laugh they're pumping you full of alcohol by the time I got that outfit back at the end of the season I was like there are holes in this like like through the armpits like no. like I'm like it's burnt through like acid like I was like I have to throw this away <laughs> like this is crazy um so I see wearing the same thing over and over when you're like on stage and like yes maybe nervous, excited, whatever. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Taylor Farms. I know you're like, wait a second. Taste of Taylor is amazing. Taylor Farms chopped salad kits are incredible. I mean, coincidence? I think not. No, I'm telling you. Like, it's not easy, even restaurant quality, to find a really great salad. I've actually gotten really good at making salads at home. And it's a lot of work by yourself at home to create like an epic salad. And I mean, I was doing it for a while, but when I tell you they took me four hours, I am not exaggerating. And now thanks to Taylor Farms, oh my goodness, unburdening me. Honestly, I would choose Taylor Farms because it's convenient. But then I would also just choose it because it's delicious. But the fact that it's two in one, it's like 
It's the greatest thing ever. So Taylor Farms is a family-owned company, love that, on a mission to create healthy lives through fresh and delicious food. Taylor Farms chopped salad kits defy boring in every bag with over 30 flavors. And each base is a unique blend of greens and veggies created to perfectly complement the toppings. And, oh my God, their dressings. They have so many different dressings and they're so good. And it's all combined to deliver the best-tasting flavor-forward salad kits. You're like, which one's your favorite? The Asian chopped kit... The wedge, the steakhouse wedge chop kit. Oh, the sweet kale chopped salad kit. I didn't even think I liked kale until I tried this. It's kale, obviously. It's broccoli. It's Brussels sprouts. It's ridiculous, which I die for. Cranberries, pumpkin seeds in this creamy poppy seed dressing. Taylor Farms is really where convenience meets freshness. So whether you're a busy professional or a home chef, Taylor Farms salads make eating healthy a breeze. I'm telling you, my wife and I eat them every single day. Purchase Taylor Farms Chop Salad Kits where you like to shop. Available at all major grocery stores. And now, back to the podcast. I thought it was very unshannon to not just, like, slay every outfit. But because of that, I'll be like, I have to come up with three fabulous outfits, like, for, you know, a run of shows for cities. And so right. I, I, I will put together the fucking crazy. I'll be like, this is perfect. And I'll send it to, like, someone, and they're like, this is, this is point blank period, not good. Like this is, I put together this outfit. I'll have to show you a picture. And my friend was like, it is, it is so bad. And I was like, how dare you? This is, this is whatever brand it was. And this is where she goes, they should not, they, it does not matter. It means nothing to me. You, that cannot be worn. And so like, I put bad stuff together because I'm like fucking grasping at straws over here. I'm trying to shop less because I bought a house. Right. And I'm like, how many things can I put together? What are your thoughts on outfit outfit rewearing, repeating outfit I, I, repeater? The, you you'll see this like if you scroll through my stuff, I wear this all the time because it was it's so expensive, so cute, and I just feel like kind of classic, even though it's kind of in your face. It but is classic. Um, I think we should all be Lizzie McGuire outfit repeaters. Yes, like I think we all should be. Like we're spending so much fucking money on That's stuff. The thing. Like like I've got, tried to get better. I know I'm a hashtag influencer, so I get a lot of clothes sent to me for free. Right, but I'm like stop buying shit, Shannon. Like rewear your gorgeous outfits. Like rewear them. And I always it's not a fucking for, like, crime. The same few things all the time anyway. Of what am I doing over here? Of course. And like, nobody notices or cares. Like, like what? Oh, are like, you kidding me? I get dragged because I'm a serial outfit repeater. I mean, wait, really? Dra- my mom like- literally calls it like, she's like, well, I have my uniform for the month of February. Like I want to wear the same thing over. Do over, you get dragged over, by your mom over. or by your followers? No, no. My mom literally is, she's queen uniform. So I, it's passed down. It's oh, generational oh, oh, uniform. Right. Your mom's a cartoon character. She's just in the same thing always. Exactly. And Got like, it. it's like one or two, like such cute outfits. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's like that actually. Oh my God. But I think it's so cute. I'm like, mom, love that fit. I know. Love. So when I find something I love and also like the narrative I used to tell myself was like, I, it's my body has shifted now that I'm like older and autosumbic, <laughs> but it's a, it's like the best I've ever been but I used to be really big on the bottom and really tiny on top so like okay stark difference so finding pants was like the miracle of all miracles right so I was like well it's hard for me to find things that I feel fabulous in so when I do I'm gonna keep wearing it over and over it's a little less true now but like it's I still think when you same. feel good in something wear it also an issue that I have is people like that send me clothes everyone it is such a compliment I appreciate it so much uh everyone thinks I'm smaller than I am everyone's like well you must be five foot nine and a double zero and I'm like I'm not that at all not even a little bit not huh. so far like trying on wedding dresses because I'm getting married this year so I just tried on wedding dresses and yeah these gorgeous lovely saleswomen are bringing me these like I go who's wearing this who and aren't you supposed to have sample sizes like who is wearing this it's crazy like I'm not this so when I when I feel good in something because I think maybe you think I look nice too because I dress my body correctly all it's all about how you dress and if you feel good fucking rewear that shit true yeah I mean I also try to do too much the other day I put on jeans and a white t-shirt where you could see like a little lacy bra through that and it was the most simple outfit and I thought 
Oh my God. How can I fuck this up? That is so nice. Why am I always trying to put a feather fucking boa constrictor <laughs> shirt on with a sequin skirt and Fendi boots? Why don't I put jeans and a like really beautiful white top on? That is stunning. I Why don't I do that more often? Simplicity. I know I do that too. There's so much. It is interesting though being like, I mean, do you like the term influencer or do you hate the term influencer? I mean, I don't like it, but it's just my own ego. I'm like, I'm so much more, but like, am I? Am I? Oh, I saw you said to Jackie that you were a marketer, which you are. Oh, when people, yeah, when people are like, what do you do for work? I'm like, marketing. <laughs> like, I love why? it. I know. Like, why? I don't know. I just say that. The way my soul leaves my body, a little piece of my soul is taken out of my body every single time I have to say I'm a podcaster, which is crazy because I love this job. I want to be, yeah. this is not me being like, me, I'm not shitting on it. It's just the reaction is so well, it's, it's so... They it feel bad for me. I can tell. And I want to be like, I worked at Sirius XM Radio for 12 fucking no, years. No, it's, it's, it's so weird. And it's obvious. We are absolutely projecting. Totally. Like, this, is a, this is 100% an us thing. But like, because we are so blessed, so happy. But like, I don't know what Literally. it is about it. I'm like, I wish I was a nurse. I wish I was a teacher. I wish I had anything Any, to say. Anything. Because everyone immediately, when you tell me you're a nurse, I do not think of three nurses that did me dirty and like blew my vein out or did something. I mean, I think of what helpful, lovely people. When I think of teachers, Yes. I don't think of my shittiest teacher from third grade. I think of all my favorite teachers. When you think of an influencer, you immediately think of your least favorite one. It's so, so true. like when you tell someone you're an influencer, they're like, ew. Cause like they are not thinking of their favorite influencer. They immediately are like, oh, I fucking hate that one bitch doesn't. I'm like, you know what it's I mean? So fucking like, true. Our job is triggering to people. So I know when I tell people, I'm like, oh, influencer. But even podcasting, I feel like people are like, oh, you do. Oh, you like to hear yourself talk for an hour. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then I always followed up with, well, I worked at Serious Sex radio and then it's an inst instant it's different They're like oh my god what should i say that could be instant it's crazy well no i'm i'm, I'm not saying it anymore because it's because i that's like that's like saying like we well i'm a lesbian oh but i was married to a rich man <laughs> we need to ride or die for ourselves we need to be like i'm an influencer yes i'm a fucking podcaster i'm a podcaster and we also know how great life is doing it so it's like whatever it's like jokes on fucking them like yeah you know yeah you with your judgment yeah, but now I'm still thinking but maybe I, think I could come up with something. I could come up with something maybe that could be my serious sex then. Maybe I could, uh, I'm on tour. I'm on tour. Oh, that, oh, that works tour? well too when you're like, oh, me oh, but the other time when I was on tour, they're like, tour. Oh, tour. James called me out so hard when we were on a plane once. Um, these <laughs> fabulous gays were sitting behind us. We did not, we unbeknownst to us went to Aspen Gay Ski Week. Yes. And um, we, our friend texted us when we were on the way and was like, you bitches, it's Aspen Gay Ski Week. I'm so jealous. And he and I didn't say a word to each other. It was a, it was a group text and we just went like this. Okay, we were at the gate and we just went, oh, and then there were the most fabulous men sitting behind us. So, so, so fabulous. I wanted to, like them to like me so bad. And I, James was like, Shannon, I was like, I was like, he's like, uh, Hey, we have my computer charger. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Did I, did I take your computer charger when I was on tour last week? Did I, <laughs> was I, did I take that? Or did I, after I did my he's show, like, but when I was tour in the green room where we like, or was that the other city? And James was like, Shannon, <laughs> But you know what? Like, I felt like they were listening. I felt like they, they were. were like, no, I just like, felt like they were probably like, what's she up to? What does she mean? She's on tour. I don't know. I just really wanted them to like me. So I was like, James is like, stop doing that. <laughs> so I was like, okay. No, no, no. I fully support that. That'll be my serious XM. <laughs> I, okay. I totally support it. How was tour, by the way? It's great. It's fun. It's nerve wracking. I mean, I, Isn't it? I go up there by myself. So it's like a lot of live podcast tours have co-host it's true and I have my podcast and I do like majority solo podcast so yep. it's just like I'm not trying to find myself on the back and I absolutely can talk to a brick wall for an hour straight but like being on stage by yourself when you're not doing memorized stand-up it's yep. like it's it's hard I will but say, it's so fun when we first went on tour so I've done a couple of shows like just like solo shows and actually did one in Nashville years ago yeah 
I wanted to actually die. The nerves were so overwhelming. I was, my mom, my sister, and my manager at the time yeah. were with me. And I was like so deeply unwell. I, I was like, I, I don't think I can ever do this again. It was so hard. No one to balance anything off of the audience. And you know what it is? I'm doing a live podcast tour and I sprinkle some comedy in. Like there's some memorized stories. You there's are some fucking stuff. hilarious. It's Thank comedy. you for saying that. But yes. I, the, the, the podcast is a comedy podcast. But like, yes. but here's the thing. Like you go on stage and you, and I, I sometimes even say this. I'm like, don't forget. I am not a stand-up comedian. Like, right. because you're on stage, you're performing and people are like, I'm ready to laugh, motherfucker. And I have to remind myself, like, okay, these it's people so all bought a ticket. This, I'm not performing at, like, you know, whatever, like, like jump up on stage and give your 15 minutes of stand-up. Like, these people came to a show because they're podcast listeners or they're yes. followers, and yes. they already like me, and they're not actively wanting me to fail. And whatever I say, surely they will think is remotely funny because they like the podcast, so it's the same kind of stuff. So yes. I have to, like, remind myself of that because I get up there, and I'm like, they all want me to be Dave Chappelle. And I'm like, I'm not. So Obviously, it's a mental, Same. it's mental warfare in this fucking head. Same. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Weight Watchers. <sighs> to know me is to know that I'm a Weight Watchers girly. So when I heard about the new Weight Watchers clinic, I literally squealed with joy. For those of you following my journey with GLP-1s, please listen up because I'm about to explain how Weight Watchers is involved. Weight Watchers, the number one doctor-recommended weight management program and the trusted authority in evidence-based weight health, now offers a telehealth solution on the Weight Watchers app as part of their weight health spectrum. Weight Watchers Behavioral Change Program has helped millions on their journeys. But weight management is not one size fits all. For some, there are behavioral and biological factors to consider, and diet and exercise may simply not be enough. I am for sure one of those people. And that's why I'm so excited to share that they've launched Weight Watchers Clinic to get you connected to a specialized clinician to determine if you are eligible based on FDA guidelines for clinical interventions such as GLP-1 medications in your personal journey. Even more, they have a new GLP-1 program which offers specific behavioral support for those taking GLP-1 medications prescribed either from Weight Watchers Clinic or their own healthcare provider. It's all about support and community, and the Weight Watchers community is there. No stigma, no bias. Their program fits your personal weight health needs no matter where you are on your journey. Head to www.com slash Taylor Strecker to see if you qualify. If you do, use code Taylor10 for $10 off your membership. Again, that's www.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R-S-T-R-E-C-K-E-R to see if you qualify. And if you do, use code TAYLOR10 for $10 off your membership. With select plan purchase, restrictions apply, offer ends 331.24. And now back to the podcast. When I was touring with Stassi, I was like, I'll just open and I'll do a comedy set because it was almost, and this is no disrespect to comedy because I fucking worship stand-up. Same. Wish I, I could only dream of doing that someday. But it's memorized. And that's beautiful. I will beautiful. say, I was like, it's actually, I think, easier. It's and to, who, mem- to write this ahead of time, memorize it quick, because at least I know what I'm kind of in for. And you know what? You would just have to get through your set. Like, like you would just have to get through it. Like, yep. even if no one was laughing and your laughs were going up to die, you'd yep. be like, well, I got four more for them coming out the cannon. Here we go. Exactly. And if they don't laugh, they, this is the rest of my set. And then I get to say, thank you. Like my show doesn't even have an end. Yes. I just wait till it ends. And then I'm like, I mean, it does because I'm obviously timed in up right. there. But like, right. like it's, it's more, I, okay. Comedians are so fucking funny. They have to write their own fucking jokes. They uh, have to have comedic timing. They have yes. to read the room. All yes. of these things are true, yes. but it is, 
is a gorgeous thing to have a memorized set ready to go. And my show is not memorized. And they practice it. I mean, when every time they go to like an open mic night or they have a show, even, sure. it's it's usually like the Netflix shows we see, like yeah. the specials, they have done that set right. 35 times at least. What we're trying to tell all of you guys here is that we could easily be comedians. <laughs> we choose not to be, but we could be on absolute sold out comedic stand up live tours, shows, tours. Legit. So the way not really our vibe but we could fucking do it it would the be easy <laughs> i really like it's my new dream it's my dream i want to try comedy but i am so fucking scared oh i say it all the time but i'm like i can't do it but i, I want to do it, but i can't do it like i'm like am my I gonna- listeners are like you're fishing so hard just try because i'll be like you know the first 20 minutes is memorized stand up and i'm trying to like dive in and they're like we know what you're doing you want us so bad to be like do stand up do stand up and i'm like oh, no, i do <laughs> should we and just I fucking do? do it we could just try it let's just do it scared money don't make no money and what's Literally. the worst that could happen? They just don't laugh. I would crumble and die. And die. I Wait, would crumble and die. Scared money don't make money? I don't know. People say that all the time. I like that. They do. If you're scared, go to church. I don't know. Fucking people say it. If you're scared, go to church. People say it. I don't know. I don't say it. People say it. I'm just repeating them. Let's talk about your engagement. My engagement. Mommy, I'm engaged. Mommy, I'm engorged. And then also like all of the, so I used to do a segment on Sirius. Uh, I used to work at Sirius XM you used to where work at Sirius XM. I, it was called Almost Hitched Bitch. Almost Hitched Bitch. Is it about people that almost got married? It was about me during oh. my wedding planning to what Love. So I would share like everything. So best parts of wedding planning, worst parts. Have you even had any worst parts yet? People I don't have. Psychotic. People are crazy. I don't have a planner. Which That's everyone ding ding ding. That's psychotic. Immediately, people are like, "You're deeply unwell," and I'm like, "I live in this like fixed like this weird fantasy world where I'm like, I could do it, and I don't want to pay anyone else to do it. Like, I could do it, and I just I'm I'm 30 years old. I've been to I'm grew up in the South, so like everyone was getting hitched when they were 23. Okay, and they're yeah. like old, and so like like. I have been to so many weddings. Why? Like, I, this is not a hating on wedding planners at all. I still might get one. I say all the time, like, yep. the day is long. I'm not. I'm getting married this year. Not anytime super soon. Like, I still might get one. I'm definitely gonna have a day of coordinator. I of was course. just gonna say day of is. I'm, of course, I'm, I'm not touching months. shit plans. I'm not asking my family to do no, any plans. No, I'm no. not doing anything. No, no. I'm not doing shit. So absolutely, day of coordinator is already like figured out. But it's honestly just the girl that works at um, the venue, and she's been really sweet. And I'm Amazing. paying her a small fee to just be the day of coordinator and like make sure everything goes to plan. So that's covered. But like, I still might get a planner. I don't want to shit on planners. I just think I've seen such like bad things happen. And I bet there's more people who have been married on this that are listening to this podcast than wedding planners. So maybe I just will shit on them for a tiny second. Okay. And I don't mean shit on them. I just mean every time I ever like talk to my friends, they end up not liking their wedding planners or being frustrated with their wedding planners or being like, they did this. And you know what? Wedding planners have a hard fucking job, okay? They do. Like, imagine being a wedding planner. That seems very difficult and very hard. And I don't want to, like, resent someone for some dumb shit that's actually my fault, which I'm sure I would end up doing because right. I'm not, like, you know, great like that. So I, I don't know. I just don't have one. I just think I can do it myself. And so far, I have the venue. I have the dinner. I have the reception. I have, the D, like, the band and the DJ. I have, oh, like— You have, like— I have the florals. I have like everything. I have everything. And so I am also, I'm not a cheap stick eight. Money is ever flowing to me, but I'm like, why would I pay someone? I'm such a control freak. I'm psycho with I control. Feel that. Yep. And I'm like, why would I pay someone? The main gripe I hear from people is like, I paid the wedding planner too much. Now wedding planners are probably listening. It's like, no, the fuck they didn't. They paid us enough for what we had to go through. Literally. But I just felt like I could do it. And I said, the second I realized I can't do this now, this was a hard part. I'm getting married in Italy because I'm a basic bitch. Oh yes, you are. And when, will you say where? Yeah. Yeah. Positano. I'm oh. getting married in the Moffat coast, which is great. And oh it's not God. that basic bitch of me because I'm marrying a European. So he's like, we're not getting married you in know what? That's, Texas. That's <laughs> so fucking fair. And so fucking Yeah. He's true. like, why would we get married to America? And I feel like 
Europe is America. They're just different countries. Like we're states, but they're, does that make sense? No, but <laughs> yes. But, but yes, and I'm not good at geography. It makes sense so maybe to me. It does make sense, and I'm just bad at geography. You know, it's like, if you look at America, we have states, and then the states are like, what countries would be in Europe? Like, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Now I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. Yes, and he's basically like, it's a dream to get married in Italy. And I'm like, no one, none of my guests, we're having such a small wedding, none of my guests were complaining. 50. Perfect. Just 50. So perfect. It's really hard. It's like, it's like MySpace top eight all over again. Like I, like I was able to invite eight people. He was able to invite eight people. And then we each have five family members. I was going to say that's if you do the math on that, every eight, all oh, eight, eight, 16, 32. Yeah. And yeah, then yes. eight, our eight friends are, 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 eight people that we invited are all married. Exactly. Right? Cause yep. we're, you know, so, so, so eight 16, turns to 16, 16, 16 35, five. Yep. It's 52. Wow. Yeah. So like that we, it, you think like, it's really not that much when you break it down. When you think about it, you're like, I've invited no, like my best friends, the, every person I invited to the wedding is in the bridal party. Okay. Like, like there's not one attendee who is not also a bridesmaid. Like right. crazy. Right. Anyways. Has it caused any drama yet? No, I've had to send a couple hard text messages, but everyone's been just really cool to my That's face. So I mean, and what do I tell them? I, I always break it down. I go, I'm so sorry because no one, like my, my, my core, core, core group friends, like obviously I invited them. Right. But right. like, there's not one, there's what you run into trouble when you have a hundred person wedding or 150 person so wedding, right. because everyone in your four tier group friend group thinks they're tier one yes. or two, but yeah. really you're like, you're four and I don't know how to tell you you're not two. Right. But no one can, no one questions the, the tier one. No, nope, nope. no one questions that tier, but, but it gets dicey when you're in three and four, they always think they're closer in. And how do you not. determine tier one? So interesting. So I got married obviously once and then again. So, uh, my first wedding was 180 people. Okay. And then this most recent one was 25? 25 people. That's like your family and two friends. Let's even say it was 30. I really don't think it was though. And it was kids. There was kids there too. Really? My wife is a monster. She loves children. Oh my gosh. It couldn't be me. I know. I love kids too, actually. But I'm like the godmother to my three babies that live next door to my best friend, Taylor. I like eat up, you know. Are you like dying for kids? Dying. You are? Dying. James calls me very British. She says, you're so broody. You're so broody. You're so broody. Oh my broody. God, it's so cute when he speaks in a different language. I know. Isn't it sweet? Yeah. It's very sweet. Crumpets and things. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I like want, I, and I keep telling him like, let's just do it. Let's just have him now. And he's like, no. And then my grandma's so funny. My grandma's the coolest girl ever. She goes, no, I need to see you skinny in that wind dress. And I'm, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I need to meet your family. They're great. They sound so amazing. They are the best people ever. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Quince. Quince is my go-to for luxury essentials at affordable prices. Quince is making my dreams come true because they offer a range of high, high quality items at prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50. They've also got washable silk tops and dresses. Not only is it luxurious, but it's also convenient. Oh my God, dry cleaning bills from my silk? No, washable silk only from here on out. They've got organic cotton sweaters that are just mm, delicious and 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part, all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I know you're like, Taylor, but how? I'll tell you how. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman, that silly middleman, and passes the savings directly onto us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. And obviously, I love both those things. I have these Sherling slippers. You basically get a new pair every single year because I like to wear them without socks and like they mold to your foot, but eventually they kind of got stinky and that can get really expensive. Well, guess who? has Australian Sherling scuff slippers 
back in stock because after the holidays, yeah, they cleaned out, but now they're back. They, I'm going to get one in every color. Also, oh my God, my favorite pair of sweatpants. I wear them every single day. I wear them when I travel. And the thing too is they're not only super soft, but they're also really like chic because they got like a cropped ankle. So I wear them with a high top sneaker. I look way fashionable. They are the super soft fleece wide leg pants. I have them in navy blue. I have them in light gray. Honestly, I'm going to get them in every single color. What are you waiting for? Give yourself the luxury that you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Taylor for free shipping. Ooh, I love free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Yeah, 365 day returns. That's because they know it's the good good. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. Southern girl, you are born and bred. Born and bred, baby, South Kakalak. So you're in Nashville now. Yeah, and then I remained Southern and lived in Nashville. I've lived in Nashville. People think I'm from Nashville because I've lived there for nine years, but I moved there when I was 21. Wait, where'd you, where first? South, I born and raised in South Carolina. South Carolina. And then moved to Nashville when I was 21. So I never left South Carolina, moved to Nashville after I dropped out of college. So it was like 21 and then moved to Nashville. I've been there for nine years, but a lot of people because from the show and because of the, right. like they think I've lived in, I lived in Nashville. I'm not going to lie. I lived in Nashville like right before it got really fucking cool to live there. Uh-huh. So people really do just associate me with Nashville as they should. It's almost been a decade, but like, I'm not from there. I don't like claim that as my like home. I love Nashville. I love Nashville too. Are you going to be, is it like Nashville or bust? Is it like, like definitely hundred percent? You're going to be We live in Franklin now on, on like farm area land. And it's uh-huh. great, like in a neighborhood, I mean, but like in that area of life and it's so beautiful and so wonderful. But like my parents live on like a lake in South Carolina, Lake Murray. And I would die to live back on like a lake in South Carolina. I would love to have help with kids and be near family. His family's in London, obviously. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would not be opposed to living in London one day. I was going to say, what about London? I think it'd be so fun. Like our our kids are obviously going to be like dual citizens. So like, I'm happy to go do that. And I'm just like, and I I could do it. I'm not like, we're living in Nashville. Like I could do it forever. Um, Okay. So speaking of Nashville and you moving there, We'll just talk a little bit about the show that you were on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just remind the people what it was called. Okay, so I was on Very Cavalry for yes. one season yes. before I was unsynctimoniously fired. Yeah, we um, were being fired. It's okay. I'm getting over it every day. <laughs> will, you ne- will you ever let I'll go? Never be, uh, no, I'll never be over that, probably. I, it worked out so great for me. I should be over it. Like, everyone's like, it's the I best know. thing that ever happened to you. Same. Like, it literally was the best thing that ever happened for my career. Uh-huh. For, like, my, like, like I just looked cooler because I looked like the girl that didn't come crawling back. Because, like, they didn't right. eventually ask me to come back on the show. Anyways, it did wonders for me but like at the end of the day I just loved being on TV I feel like maybe I know she doesn't feel this way anymore but doesn't didn't Stassi when she was on TV she like loved being on TV she is such a natural born reality TV personality like I she just, really is and I think she sometimes forgets it but like shouldn't. she's so fucking good at it like, she, she shouldn't and that's what I I just I remember talking to someone and I felt so stupid because I was like I'm just so good at this like I I give all the producers their wish bites I have all the best like interviews like yeah. why, I just should, I should be doing this still which is like oh my god girl, like people are dying Kim but like I really thought I was good at it. So I really, you were really good. So am I over getting fired off the show? I'll never be over it. <laughs> no, because I just wanted to do it for a little bit longer. I and now that. I don't want to do reality TV show anymore unless, again, we said, we, you and I both decided earlier that we would both always join an ensemble cast. Yes. If you would like me to join your ensemble yes. reality TV show cast, I'm in. But what sure. does that mean? So I I was telling Shannon, I'm obsessed with reality television. Mm. And it's always been like, even like the real world. Like I was grounded every single day of my life yeah. when I was in high school. So all I did was sit at home and watch, watch fucking real world. Thank yeah. you, mom and dad. That's yeah. why I'm so fucking obsessed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I could just be Ruth in the 
Hawaii cast. Like, Good. Ruth, girl. Dead. Where is Ruth now? Where is she now? Sorry. That's who we should sleuth on. That's who we should sleuth on. But I just like, I, I in my heart, I want to be on it. But then in my like brain, I know. I know. I, I don't. I like my life. I don't want to fuck my life up. So it's like, but I can't help it. So I. Uh, it wouldn't fuck I, your life up if you were on an ensemble cast. Like, it would not. No, no, because like you're already like it fucks people's life up when they go on and they become famous and they don't know how to handle it. Like and a real housewife becomes famous, but she's like, how do I handle all this like torture? Like everyone hates me. Like right. you also could go into it knowing everyone's probably not going to like you. And that does wonders. I people ask like, how are you not so, so, so upset about being the villain? And I was yeah. like, oh, shouts out Kristen Cavallari. She coached me to be the villain. She was like, we need a villain. Our show was a first season ground up show. Yeah. We had to, everyone was comparing us to Vanderpump rules at the time. Cause it was a, you know, she was the Lisa Vanderpump and yes. she had a cast of employees yes. and I was like, okay, I got to show up and show out and pop my pussy. And she was like, so you're great. You're so cute. You're so funny. No one's really mean on the show yet. And I was like, okay, I'll volunteer tribute. Like I knew it was all fake and I didn't care. Right. And so I like started fighting, instigated things. And because I knew my edit going in, I was so not perturbed by everyone being like, you're a cunt bitch. I was like, I know, right? Like, like I didn't like, care. Yes, thank you, gold star, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't care because people were talking about me and I also like loved the attention. So like, if you can go into it with that mentality, then you can also be okay. That's fascinating. So my wife and I auditioned for Real Housewives of uh, New Jersey. <gasps> I know, we did not got it. I'm not bitter. So uh, I know, whatever. But you you know what I think? I think you should do better. Bravo Try casting, I think that they eventually, they could, roads could lead back. Someone reached out to me and said they were trying to do a Southern Charm in Nashville. <gasps> and I was like, would you which please makes, join so, it? Well, yeah, I would be Girl. honored to. I'd be honored to. I'd be thrilled. Oh my me. God. Will punch someone. No, I'm just kidding. I would never. I, people actually go to jail for that shit. I can't do that. Mm, I, I support it. I have, I have <laughs> reoccurring nightmares that I go to jail. No. Like, and I'm not afraid of jail. I don't know. I'm so afraid of being arrested. What? Which I know leads to jail. But like, I don't know. I just keep having reoccurring nightmares. I Can I tell you something? I do not, on my life, I do not drink and drive. I keep having nightmares no. that I'm getting caught drinking and driving. Oh, I that's do, scary. You guys, I do not drink and drive. I feel like y'all are I believe you. I don't drink and drive, but I keep waking up being like, <laughs> fuck, I got caught again. <laughs> like, And then sometimes I'll fall back asleep and like some dream expert needs to like break down that analysis. Am I like losing control in my life? But in the dream, I know I'm drinking and driving. I say, whoop, whoop. And I'm like, fuck. I'm oh like, my God. Even when you're not even doing anything wrong and you think you're going to get pulled over, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I have all the heroin in the back of the car. Yeah, literally. Like, so like I'm going to jail for the I rest guess my, of my life. All my branding is like tequila helps, tequila helps. So I'd be fucked if I got a DUI. Like <laughs> they'd be like, does it? Does it? Help? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's like my like inner dialogue. I don't know. So that's the key though to reality television is just like, so that's the thing is I feel like I could be good at it because and I know it's different. Like where I am right now, like I'm like, I don't know, like a Z list, right? I fly way under the radar, Same. but like, I'm still like in the club a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I get dragged and I have trolls and like, I, like, there's like, Oh, it affects me by the way. I'm so speaking out of pocket. I mean, like you could just like not be affected by it going into it. Like you're always going to be affected by it. Cause people are going to come up with new mean things to say about you. What's and the then the meanest thing anyone's ever said to you. Well, when I went on the show, oh my God, I lost so many mean things, but like also when I went on the show, my teeth were trending on Twitter, literally. <laughs> Very Cavalry was trending on back when no. Twitter was like you would check the trending hashtags. Hashtag Very Cavalry was trending number three. Hashtag Shannon's teeth was trending number fourteen. First of all, I want veneers, and I literally, if I get to choose my teeth, I want your teeth. That is so nice for you to say. I I have had my teeth redone since that show. No, <laughs> they were in fact 
very large horse teeth and they were so bad and there was like Mr. Ed memes and I remember being like it always does suck when someone pokes fun at your appearance yes and especially if it's something that you actually are insecure about well yeah I had always been telling my dentist I think my veneers are too big I think they're too long I feel like it's kind of like giving horse and he was always like of course he didn't want to admit that he did a bad job so he was like no 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 you're crazy and like I like so when someone says something mean about your appearance that you already agree with you're like fuck yeah it like really hurts your feelings exactly but, but I was also like very fresh on the scene so I was like oh my god people are talking about me and my friend's like not good bitch but <laughs> how does like so is there a difference between like reality tv show feedback versus like internet feedback or is it all the same if you've experienced one you've experienced another i've experienced both and i don't think it's the same thing because it's easier to like with the reality TV show stuff, you can be like, oh my God, they saw one scene. They, they So it's actually easier when it's I, the reality TV yeah, show. Yeah, because you're like, oh my God, you don't get that scene because they didn't show this one part. So you don't understand what you're seeing. When someone follows your whole life on social media and you're just like transparently being yourself and then they're like, you're fucking terrible. You're like, oh shit, they did a whole synopsis of my life based oh, on yeah. what I gave them and they think I'm terrible. That was not the end goal. The worst <laughs> That thing was not what I wanted to achieve here. Is when like an OG turns on you. Because it, it, like that's usually how it happens. Like, like trolls don't just come out of nowhere. They usually fuck with you for a while and then something I like to believe something snaps in their life like it's not about me it's about them yeah. and now I'm triggering them but like good well, he, well, lord the, the line between love and hate is so thin do you know what I mean so usually so. it is it usually is like I always if someone's really mean I like to scroll up and see like are they having a bad day and it's always it's always they always start out nice any troll if you're listening to this I promise you I guarantee you always you did like me at some point because and yes. the, the line is so thin like being able to flaw if you feel indifferent if in Indifference is the worst. Oh my god! If Indifference just, is yeah. That, if everyone that's... just felt indifferent about me, I would fucking crumble and die. Yeah, like oh her, whatever. It's yeah, like, oh, oh her. my god. Yeah, I'm like ooh, and so. Whew. I just took the breath out of me. No, I'm kidding. I just, like, that is, it's like why Taylor Swift has her song, like, I wasn't angry, I wasn't mad, I'm indifferent. And I'm like, oof, yikes. That yeah, is that's like the most, that, that. Distract. <laughs> yeah, that's a distract. So. Some woman called my voice, my, like, um, voicemail for the show. Yeah. Like, leave, like, questions that I can answer, whatever. And she was like, I was on Saucy's podcast talking about Brittany Mahomes. And she was so mad at me. She's like, Brittany Mahomes fucking, like, aunt or some shit. She was <laughs> so fucking pissed. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, I don't even know who you are. And I was like, now, see, that is, even though I know, you went and found me and my website and you left a voicemail that sounds like you wrote out and scripted. Like, it's still hurting my feelings. That hurt, even though I know it is a blatant lie. Lies. That hurts. I don't even know your name again. And now that I'm thinking about it, I forgot who the fuck you are. (laughs) Don't even answer this. I'm not going to remember to listen because I forgot your name. You're like, okay. So I played it on the podcast. Yeah. Because that is how mature I am. I Yeah. I mean, haters hurt. It, it depends. It depends on how I'm feeling during the day. I have great days. I have bad days where people get to me. But like, that's life. Like, there's a day. I mean, I was, at, I, was t- I just told the story of my podcast. I went to the airport and a dog literally pissed pissed all over my Louis Vuitton luggage because of course I carry Louis Vuitton luggage of course um and I like literally lifted it's like peed all, like like so much dog urine all over my bag which was actually outsider looking in if I was looking at that I'd be like I don't know anything about this girl but I just know she deserved that like I I was in a line full of people <laughs> with regular ass luggage and mine was like Louis V suitcase with the Louis V duffel on top and if I saw it happen I'd be like for some reason I just know that girl deserved that <laughs> and um you don't though I don't. And I really don't. But here's the thing I was telling James. I, this is what I told the podcast too, because James was there and he was like, oh, uh, and I was like, sir, uh, your dog. Just, it wasn't a service dog. It was like a just person's holding dog. And I was like, your dog just peed on my suitcase. And I ran after him because I realized I didn't have any, like there was nothing. We were in line. Like there was nothing to clean it up with. And uh, like it was all over my suitcase. So I ran after so you him. you grabbed the dog and you, you smushed the dog yeah, over yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, the guy was in a wheelchair. 
And so I was like, he wasn't blind or anything. Like it wasn't like a seeing eye dog, but he was like in a wheelchair. And I was like, Hey, I was like, your dog just peed on my suitcase. Do you have any wipes or anything that you carry with you for maybe instances oh, like that's that fair, might happen? That's fair. And he gave me a pack of wipes and was like, I'm so sorry. My dog's been in the airport since six in the morning. We keep getting canceled. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, do you want me to take your dog out? And he was like, would you mind? And I was like, no, no. I was like, it's an animal. It, it, it couldn't pee. Like, of course it had to pee. Like, it is hilarious that it picked well, up like, a Louis V. Well, like, why you're bad? It looked like a tree trunk. Maybe it's brown. I don't know. Anyways, he, like, he, I, I was like, can I take your dog out for you? And yeah. he was like, do you mind? And I was like, I mean, he's in a wheelchair. Like, it's not the easiest thing to walk back out of the terminal right. and take your dog for a pee. And right. so anyways, took his dog out. And this is absolutely me trying to like give myself a hero complex. No, but, but like, you, no, but, but no, you life, genuinely are like, Claudia's always been like, Shannon is so just fabulous, but so nice. But life is how you respond to things. And life is how okay. you perceive things and your perspective. And like, I just think like, I was having a great day. A dog pissed on my designer luggage and I was in such a fine mood that I took the dog out to pee. So like, I think like in another day in another life that might've really fucking bothered me. Who right. knows? Who, who's to say I wouldn't have been like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. But like, I was having a good day. I was on the way to Aspen. It was a free trip. Revolve was paying for it. I was feeling fucking great. I Ugh. owned Louis Vuitton luggage. I was feeling great. I was like, okay, I'm in a good mood. So like, I don't know. I was having a great day. So I did a nice thing, but I'm not always having a great day and I don't always respond nicely. Right. I'm a literal fucking human. No, same, same, same. But like what I can say, okay, I have good days. I have bad days. Um, and when I have good days, I'm like a motherfucking Teresa. But yeah, when I have bad days, I can tell you what I'll never do is I'll never troll somebody on their co in their comment section. Yeah, you said, I don't understand that. You said to me, you go, who has the time to do that? Which influencers love to say that. Influencers, which is so funny because we literally don't have jobs. Influencers love to be like, and who has the time? Who has the time? What, me? I no, have, you're so right. You I right have all now, the time to do that shit. I have the fucking time to troll people. I don't. I am someone who literally has the time to do anything I wanted to do that's not beneficial to my health or anything. Yes. And I don't yes. do that. <laughs> I've never said, I've never DM somebody something mean. No. I've never commented in a comment section mean. Now, if I was trying to be funny and snarky and it came across me, and I'm and I'm not even saying like I'm I'm just saying like maybe I said something like snarky to a friend, but like they're my friend. Your friend doesn't count. You yeah. know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I can honestly say I've never trolled somebody like that on social media. I ever, also ever I'm like I have a clear ass conscience. Same, me too. I can go to sleep every night knowing that I've never done that. I also think that it's like it's I I say and think not nice things about people all the time. Same. You do literally, I promise if you're listening to this right now, you do not have to type it out. Mm -mm. You don't. You really don't. You really don't. And maybe it's their release. And again, I'm trying to like be better about like understanding perspective. They're going through stuff like maybe, yes. but like maybe we could, maybe we could try like an online journal that's not public. It's like, <laughs> like not public. I don't know. Like if you get it out, like write it in a piece of paper, burn it. But like, it doesn't have to incite like internet violence. Like it's so, it's so crazy. It's so mean. It it's hurts so our feelings. Mean. And also I just, so you know, it's loser energy. And that's the truth. I know. I used to, I used to call, um, trolls on my podcast losers. Like every time I'd be like, you're a loser from Loserville. That's on a throne of losers made out of a bunch of dead losers. <laughs> that are literally sitting there and you're sitting on their loser corpses on your loser throne. <laughs> and I am trying to shift my perspective and just be like, they like I are, know. they're normal people. Cause what did we just you're talk about right. earlier? You're they, right. they're not always like this girl I know is like, Oh my God, this girl just trolled me. Look at her. She looks so normal. I'm like, of course she looks normal. Like every bully on the internet isn't it's some bridge troll like in their mom's fucking basement with Cheeto fingers like and the and the influencers of the world Cheeto. we love to that's exactly what I picture Cheeto fingers living in my mom's basement right. like with a over 
oversized Disney shirt on. Right. And we love to do that. Like Tasmanian devil, always the Tasmanian. They are the only people buying it. And I am like, <laughs> we love to do that to people. We love to like, like project and be like, we're so beautiful and successful. You must be hideous and ugly and poor. But like, here's the reality of it. They're normal functioning people with good jobs. Yes. And, and, and children and, children and, and marriages. And they're having a bad Go at it. But I don't care. There's no, no going no, through something. I have bad days. Like we were just saying, we have bad moments and I don't do it. So I, but we're not having as bad of moments. Oh, I, I can't. I can't find compassion. I'm a bitter, bitter. Like they I know. Need, they need to find therapy and they need to find trouble. But like, but like if we, it is important to note that like, they're not like these nasty, crusty, like no, they are. No, sitting in their discharge in their mom's face. And like, oh, that was so graphic. But you know what I mean? Like that's yes, not like what. Discharge. Oh, I like that. I support that. in the discharge. Not even <laughs> Just wiping. like discharge, like crusty. discharge diva. Discharge Diva's the new troll name. Just so you know, if you troll me, I know you're just covered in discharge. You are absolutely a reek of <laughs> you're, discharge. You're just like admitting that you are like a discharge lady. 100. And by the way, all with a discharge, but you're just sitting in it. You're just rotten in it. Trust you me. nasty bitch. You are not excusing yourself. You're just sitting in it. Um, yeah, that's. But, but the I, thing is, is like, so if you're a troll and you're listening, and I'm sure somebody is like right now, they're like, they how love, dare they come for me? So the way that a troll gets so offended by trolling back. So so like, I don't start, but fuck around, find out with me. I so- used to do that all the time. And sometimes if it's just a really, if I come up with a really funny response, I'll still do it. But like, I also found myself like, and you know, my, my like fans would be like, oh, you pay so much attention to the mean ones. You never really write back to me though. And I'm only nice. And I'm like, that is such a good point. Accurate. And so I make a point now to like, always try to go through my DMs and like respond to really nice stuff. And yeah. actually what I've tried. So I, I, I was the same thing. Squeaky wheel gets the oil. And I'm like, I'm like, reflecting. what does that mean? Squeaky wheel gets the oil. It's like the person that's complaining the most or like, you know, like, like like a Karen. It's like they get the attention because they're like, meep, 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 meep. Squeaky wheel gets the oil. And I then see. it's like you, you give them the attention. And then it's like all these amazing people who are following the rules get ignored. Yeah. Or who are like just being amazing. Yeah. So I've been, I made like a commitment in 2023 to stop giving so much energy to the trolls right. and give, because I was like, it was almost like I was rewarding them. And we also are like, unless you really do look at something and laugh and think it's funny and come up with a funny response back, like we are definitely projecting. If we're so triggered by something they said, like if the shoe fits, bitch, like why am I so triggered by this? I try to look in where it's No, right, don't then. Do not give that to the trolls. Do not give that to them. Not everything they say is true, but no. like sometimes I found myself back in the day, I'd find myself, they'd be like, she's obsessed with designer clothes. And I'd be like, no, I buy other stuff too. And then I'm like, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> like I was, you don't know me back in my heyday. I was like, if a troll said anything, I would screenshot it, put it in my story. And I responded to every single one of them. Like, I'm dead. Like that is, you're deeply unwell, bitch. Like, like me, like, like, come on, Shannon. Like, so I'm, ta- I'm talking I get about it, those. Though. I have empathy for it. I'm talking about those. But I definitely. I'm not sticking up for the trolls here. No, I'm not. But I will say, I like I try to respond to all the good ones, and then when I can just see by the length that it's bad. It yeah. really is this. Um, I'm an OG listener. That's how it always fucking starts. I'm like, mine always start. I used to really like you. I'm like, oh Lord have okay. mercy. Okay, but like sometimes I'll DM I, uh, less now, but sometimes I DM the trolls back, and I'll be like that's fucking rude. Or like somebody, people were so mean to me when I did my Weight Watchers partnership because they were like, you've been out here on Olympic. I can't believe you're pretending. I'm like, yo. It's not. No, it's redefine not. Redefine like, print. We're, they're working with GLP-1s. That's the whole fucking point. Wait, also here's the thing. Like like two things, and this is what, it, like I'm telling you, world 
po- like politics, world peace, everything could come together if everyone could have this one tiny like fucking concept and they could put it in their brains and understand it. Two things can exist at yes. once. You can enjoy the Weight Watchers program. You can enjoy taking Ozempic and making yourself skinnier. And then like you can enjoy Ozempic and you can go to the gym to then tighten up your muscles after you lose the weight. Like two things in fucking life can exist at the same time. You can be a Republican and hate Trump. You can literally two things can exist at once. Yes. Like they are allowed to in this world that we live in. And but like we live in this world where people can't accept that. Yeah, very extremist environment, which is tough. So I clapped back at one woman and she was like, I, I was like, she was like disappointed in you. And I was like, disappointed in you that you didn't fucking click the link and read what it's about. She was like, touche. I was drunk. I said, girl. I love you. We just talked about this. One thing about me, I will always come crawling back as well. If someone trolls me and I write back, because I because I try not to like publicly blast them that much anymore. Now I'll just right. res- maybe I'll respond back and be like, and I always say like, oh, I like I'm sad that you're mis like misconcepted. Like this is not this blah blah. And like so many times they're like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Like yes. this is like not nice. Like yada 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 blah 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 whatever whatever. And I'm like, girl, I've been there. I've had a bad day too. Like and I've had people in my life be like, me too. No, don't. Forgive them. And I'm like, nope, I will always give forgiveness as I would like to be forgiven. Same. I will, I can't relate to writing a mean comment to a stranger on the internet, but you know what? Like I I can see how you can get there. I can see how you'd get there. And I just want you to know that I everyone has bad days, everyone makes mistakes. Yep. Hannah Montana said it best. Everyone has those days. But then this one bitch comes at me. Oh, here we go. (laughs) A different one. And she's like, doubles down. I did screenshot it. I posted on story. I did not show her name. No shame. But the bubble, the fucking super bubble. And it wasn't even a picture of her face, so I thought it was fucking safe. It was like a helmet. Okay. Whatever. And she, oof, that's the thing. Like, they always say, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. True. I say, hell hath no fury like a mistress scorned. The wives be over here just like, you know, like brushing their shoulders off. The mistresses? So true. Well, and you asked Tiger Woods. <laughs> so it wasn't true. his wives. It was it them. Was the mistresses. You're so right. Same with trolls. You drag influencers all day long. We can handle it. We have thick skin-ish. Yeah, yeah. On bad day, whatever. A troll cannot handle being trolled. Well, it's not a good feeling. So like, yeah, like they're projecting and they would not like it if you did it back it's to them. It's wild. And she was like spiraling so hard. I, I like, I was right and she was wrong, but I had to like be like, baby, I'm going to delete it. She was like, everybody can say my profile. I was like, oh, girl, no. it's a helmet. She's like, it's my alma mater. I was like, are you the only person in the baby, world that went to the school? Also, baby girl, are you embarrassed that you trolled a stranger on the internet? Are you, are we now embarrassed? I don't know. I think like there are also the people that talk to you mean on the internet that want the attention. So you have to be like careful. Cause I, I went through the yeah. same because I was always posting them on the internet. Again, I was going through something clearly I needed to like search within, but like I was always posting them. And then I, I started picking up. I was like, wait, people are sending me stuff because they want me to post them. Like they, they need the attention right now. And I was yep. like, oh my God, I'm literally giving it to them. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> oh my God, this is literally exactly what they wanted. What the fuck? Shannon, I am so obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with you too. I am so happy. We finally got to meet. Me too. Long overdue. Let's go you. get drunk. Let's go drink some Sancerre and have a cigarette. Oh. And that and that's called a callback because we're Wait. comedians. I ah. really that's the end of our show. Thank you for joining cigarettes? us. I want a cigarette. Um, I'll always I, I will literally, I'm such a follower. One thing about me, I'm not original. If anyone does something around me, I'll do it too. <laughs> like, I do not smoke cigarettes, but if you had one, I would smoke one. I mean, I have to go buy them, but like every now and then we dabble. Yeah, I will do it. I'll do it. You know, gotta keep this this gorgeous Olympic voice up. Oh my god, so true. Is that where it comes from? Six? No, just just you. Just genetics. Just, just love. fabulous. 
Um, thank you so much. Love you. Thank you guys, you make me. sure to check out Shannon's podcast. It's called Probably a Podcast. Yep, short for pap. We don't ever... Short for pap. We never shorten it. It's just probably a podcast. And I don't need to say this because she has more followers than me, but follow her at Probably Shannon Ford. Probably Shannon. I dropped the Ford. I'm oh, married. you did? I know. It's crazy. Um, but thank you so much. Follow me, please. I love attention and followers. Thank you. And also, she is on tour, so go check that out. Guys, well. I'm on tour. <laughs> Where can they find the tour date? Um, in my bio, coming to a city near you, Boston, I mean, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. I'm going to come to Come to the Philly. I'm coming. Go to a fucking, get, make it make sense with the football game. Fucking Philly. <laughs> I will. You Love guys, you. that is it for us. Have a great rest of your week. Don't forget, I always say rate, review, and subscribe. It's like tipping your waiter. Love you to bits and pieces. Until next week, bye, girl, bye. Bye. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.